0: Welcome to The Help Desk for Monday, the 8th of March, which is also International Women's Day. I'm Tess Bennett, and today we have a special cameo from freelance journalist Athena Malice. And full disclosure, I used to be Athena's boss, but not anymore, so she can say what she wants, and she doesn't actually have to be here. Hey, Tess. Yeah,
1: just just
0: watch out. (laughs) And so, Athena, you've got our first story today about Jay-Z. Yes. So... Twitter boss,
1: Jack Dorsey, he has another company, Square, you know, the payments company. They've acquired a majority stake in Tidal, the music streaming platform created by Jay-Z. So Square is paying $297 million in cash and stock for a significant majority ownership stake. Uh, And he says that Tidal will operate independently along Square's other ventures.
0: So I remember Tidal when it launched, basically because it delayed me listening to Beyonce's Lemonade album for like years. But is there still much of a, a business there? Like, do you use Tidal?
1: I have to be honest with you. I also got Tidal for Lemonade and for the free trial, and then I stopped using it because I'm i a Spotify girl. What can I say? Tidal was founded in Norway in 2014, and a year later, was bought by Jay-Z and a whole other celebs. So Madonna, Coldplay, Daft Punk, Rihanna. So they pitted themselves up against Spotify and Apple Music, promising high quality audio and exclusive content. For example, you could only get Jay-Z's whole discography on Tidal until I think a couple of years ago. The Shimmer wore off and they faced a lot of financial trouble and could never really reach the same numbers as Spotify.
0: So those poor celebrities, they've managed to hang in there. But why is Square buying Tidal? Is this just because Jack wants to hang out with celebrities?
1: I think it's probably a work perk. You know how you get free coffee, you also (laughs) get to hang out with celebrities. It's like that. As part of the deal, Jay-Z will join Square's board of directors, but Square says it's all about helping the artists get paid. Uh, Square's hardware lead, Jesse Dorgosko.
0: Sorry about that one.
1: Yeah, but so Square says it's all about helping artists get paid. Um, Its hardware lead uh, will serve as interim head of title. His name is Jesse Dogoroska, and I've probably botched that. I'm sorry. Um, But he said the company would build out new tools for artists while continuing to offer its streaming services to consumers.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think it doesn't make any sense to me on the surface. And yeah, it was kind of... It, music has played out really differently to video where you will like, I'll quite happily have like Stan and a few other streaming services on top of it, But like, yeah, music has just seemed to be that sort of winner takes all, all market. But moving on from A-listers to C-listers or maybe even D-listers, Athena, you've noticed a trend with invite-only apps. And I guess here on the help desk, we've talked about Clubhouse, which is the invite-only audio app for people who own an iPhone and are extremely active on LinkedIn. And yesterday, I started reading about Dispo, an invite-only sharing app with some strange quirks. So by the sounds of it, it's, it's meant to recreate the experience of a disposable camera where users can take as many photos as they like, but you can't see it straight away and the picture will develop in your library. And the other big difference is photos can't be edited with filters, stickers or text like you would on Instagram. Um, have you heard of Dispo? Are, are you into the idea of a very sort of analogue Instagram? I've heard
1: rumblings of it. I think I heard it off TikTok, first of all. That's where I get my news now, TikTok. Mm -hmm. The idea seems interesting enough, you know, stopping instant gratification and getting people to be in the moment. But also the counter argument to that is we'll just take photos and look at them in the next morning. So the app was created by famous YouTuber, David Dobrik. He's quite famous. If you don't know who he is, that's understandable because I just know the name and the face and that's it. Um, But he told the New York Times recently that the reason that the app had the restrictions is because when he went to parties, they used the disposable cameras and loved looking at it the next morning in the footage and being like, what happened? Like, you know, that nostalgic moment. Yeah. Yeah. So the thing is that the company has been valued at US $200 million and it was only launched last month. So uh, let's just see how this story develops.
0: Oh, nice one. Um, Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I, if, if it's still in beta, invite only um, and there's already hype around it. Yeah, I think it's probably one to watch. But there's another invite only app, which is not new, but uh, I've never heard of it. Uh, and it's called Raya. So what's that all about? Uh, yes,
1: Raya. Uh, it's
0: <laughs> the celebrity dating app
1: because celebrities need to have all the exclusive, everything in exclusive form, so they need a date-only celebrities. But basically they call themselves an exclusive dating and networking platform for people in creative industries. But there's also, in Australia, it's filled with ex-batchy contestants.
0: Yeah, okay, so... So yeah, that's interesting because I just I thought the bachelor alumni just like slid into each other's DMs on Instagram and like made alliances before Bachelor in Paradise. I uh, <laughs> I think didn't think they'd do like they're on they, an they app do well. that.
1: Yeah, but I think they'd do that. And then they also I think getting on Raya is a clout thing. Like it's oh. something you brag about because it's invite only and so you have to apply and show that you're really. Famous and that you're actually a somebody and someone would know you on the street and then you can um, invite people. So mm-hmm. I could, if I was on Raya, I could invite you, but then they assess you on algorithmic values and input from hundreds of members of the community throughout the world. So I feel like Ooh. that's a really smart way of saying, if you're ugly, we're not going to let you on the app. <laughs>
0: uh, and but I guess more broadly, what does the invite only concept work for you? Does it make you want to join something or um, I don't know, is it just TikTok all the way?
1: Yes and no. I mean, it would be great to be like, I'm on this app and you're not. Bit of bragging rights, so that'd be fun. But I'm also, I am I like Instagram. I like my TikTok. I like YouTube and like a big community and being all in it together, us poor people who aren't on an exclusive app. I love that. So I think I'll stick to my TikTok scrolling for now, but we'll wait and see.
0: Mm-hmm. And before we let you go, give me one YouTube or Instagram recommendation. All right. So
1: my insta recommendation for you is a account called Dumoir. Deux that's D-E-U-X-M-O-I. And it is a celebrity gossip account where people put in their celebrity experiences and all the news and it's amazing and it's actually broken some stories like the army hammer story if you don't know that look it up because it's (laughs) insane
0: (laughs) all right thank you for joining me on the help desk today and I hope you have a wonderful international women's day if you choose to celebrate it
1: yes thank you Jess I will be celebrating it don't you worry thanks for having Mm. me thank you for taking my podcast virginity Jess
0: (laughs) I, I
1: wanted it. To, I wanted it to be with someone Ruby that I knew special. and trusted.
0: <laughs> Excellent.